You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. And very special guests. Per Schneider is here. I will speak with this accent this week. Perfect. Please do. And <laughs> Tom I don't know what, what's different. <laughs> Sorry. Please introduce Welcome, Tom. Welcome, Hi, everyone. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been too long, and I know that um, since uh, your last appearance, you've become a father. I hope all that Have. is treating you well. It's it's treating me pretty okay. I got I won the lottery of babies in that my kids sleep super well. Awesome. So, she I have a four month old who's happy to sleep for ten to eleven hours Aww. solid. There you go. What a treat. Yeah. I thought I thought the lottery of babies was it was a golden baby. <laughs> it's a shiny. Yeah. Delicious golden <laughs> baby. Well, we got a great show for you this week. We're gonna we're gonna finally talk about the question that everyone's been asking since the beginning of the year. Is 2023 the best year ever for game releases? And we actually have some hard data that um, maybe will help us come to some some sort of a conclusion. I don't know. We'll see. But first, it's been so long since we've had uh, Pear and Tom on. I demand to know what you've been playing recently, Pear. Ooh, well, I just finished Super Mario Wonder. Finished which it. was delightful. Yeah, and honestly, mm-hmm. it was it was a game. Nice. I, I first I started. I'm like, yeah, this is better, especially in multiplayer than New Super Mario Brothers because you mm-hmm. no longer mm-hmm. bump into each other and want to strangle your your not so golden children. Um, but it's not perfect in multiplayer, right? Like it's still no, has no, issues. No, but it's 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 well, you le- there are lots of um, levels that have you race, and they obviously badges that make you go faster, and so you yeah. do leave your friends behind. You have the sort of like bubble mechanic like you had before where you hit both both shoulder buttons to to quickly to sacrifice yourself without losing your power-ups and go to somebody so it is very thoughtful 
I think the the online multiplayer elements are freaking awesome. Like seeing mm. the ghosts of other players, it brought back like the sort of feelings and journey where you actually get help from players that are not in the room. Like you'll see people running around in the foreground. You go, how did you guys get there? And it's <laughs> just really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really like that one. I'm playing Alan Wake. I'm playing Spider-Man. I'm playing mm -hmm. Starfield. Uh, I, I've got Baldur's Gate sitting there beckoning me. I, I don't know when to play all this stuff. Plus, you know, Persona Tactica started that. I, I, wow. I, I don't know what to do. There, there's just too much. There are, there are Alan, quite Alan a few. Wake. Alan Wake is really, really cool, right? Wait, how, how far into it are you? I'm uh, I'm in the the subway section, so you know towards okay. the towards the end of that. So you, without spoilers, you did the the television show. That's right. Segment, which is, yeah, I yeah. thought that and, I thought that was very clever. Sam Sam was not as much of a fan of it, but yeah. It. Well, that's remember they inspired by Stephen King, and Stephen King likes does that sort <laughs> sure. of stuff all the time, yeah. and you know I tolerate it, but I like I I can't believe how good that game looks and just how yeah. atmospheric it is and how how just it, it's got so many cool surprises in it yeah are you still playing that one sam oh yeah 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 i mean i i just yeah the 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 further twists and what we were talking about mm -hmm. and there's like there's absolutely so much clever stuff in that game that i don't want to give the impression that i'm down on the whole game i just thought you know if you're going to put yourself in your game it's it can be a little bit silly I listened to I listened to last week's episode and man, there was a lot of hate speech from Sam about everything. The legend of, yeah. legend of Zelda and uh man. But that's but that's because we don't run a podcast that's just about saying nice things about Nintendo fair. That's the oh, that's, that's, the, okay. difference. that's right. the difference. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. We well we, I'm we, on we, Nintendo <laughs> nice chat, which is different. <laughs> no, but like I think there is something to be said for like, you know, I, I, all the games we talked about last week are all Awesome. We had a great time talking about them. Yeah. And if we're, if we're critical about certain parts of them, it's not because we're not enjoying them or have tremendous respect for the people that made them and so on and so forth. Um, we just get to talk about all sides of games here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yep. people just hear the negative stuff. I think it's hu the human condition. Pear, how do you feel about Starfield? Um, I look, I, I fell off it a bit. Yeah. I, I I liked it. I, I scratched my head over so many things in that game because I'm I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan. I've spent over you know hundreds of hours in 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 the 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 3D games uh, of your um, and um, no, there's just so many weird design decisions. I I wanted to feel the immersion, and then I gradually came to terms with the fact that the the game is. It it is not one coherent world that you explore. It's mm -hmm. it's micro worlds, and yeah. the story mm -hmm. and the missions are what ties it together. But what I found in the stories, the 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 missions, the side missions are really cool. There there were many that are that feel meaningful. I love the sort of sense of discovery. Like you go to a planet and there's a giant spaceship in orbit, and you try to figure out what the mystery is. I I dig all that. I'm gonna go back to it and play it more. Um, but I I, I was a little let down. Also mm -hmm. played, uh, you know, I played Forza Motorsport. I'm, it's, I, I can't even keep all the games straight. Uh, Dave the driver, uh, the the diver, the driver would be cool too. Um, <laughs> That's the sequel. So much. <laughs> um, and then uh, Tom, are you getting some gaming time in while baby's sleeping? Uh, yeah, that's that's so 
she's moved her bedtime earlier, so I have been able to play some stuff at night. I've been reviewing a game I can't talk about right now, so that's huh. the bulk of my time kind of more fully gaming. I've been playing a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering Arena on my phone wow. because that's a thing you mm. can do while a baby is sleeping on you. Mm -hmm. um, I've been also playing this thing called Puzmo, if anybody's heard of this. Mm. This puzzle designer, game designer I really love named Zach Gage made this yes. site called Puzmo. Yep. And you can go to Puzmo.com to look it up, just P-U-Z-Z-M-O.com. Yeah. And it's like they're doing this like really limited launch with it right now, but basically it's like sort of newspaper crossword adjacent puzzles that they just do daily cool. and then they have leaderboards and they like time you in kind of the way like a Zaktronics game does almost with different metrics and that's been really fun. Um, yeah, that's been amusing and also really light so I can, you know, put it down when I need to. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's where a lot of my time has been. The funny thing is early when she was younger, I was gaming a lot more because she was sleeping just like all day. Yeah. And so I like I played all of Pikmin 4 and I played oh, wow. a ton of Baldur's mm. Gate on Steam Deck, right? And yeah. then and then she started sleeping at night during the day, which I guess is good, but that means I haven't been like gaming quite as hard lately. Yeah. Uh man, Pikmin 4 is so good. Pair, did you play that one? Love love I've, that game. I 100 percent of that, yeah. I think you have the four people on staff that will champion that game the most. And that's great because I, I, I think we need to uh, nominate it for some things this year because it did some things so well that yeah. I was just so impressed by it. I, I, was I love it. Yeah, I was really surprised that, first of all, the, the, the amount of co content and the end game. Usually, you know, Pikmin games clock in with a, a decent-sized campaign and then kind of run out of content this one did not there's just yeah there's this well, you know this extra quest and you know this just one a did delightful did the little game some some jrpgs specifically and it's not just jrpgs that do this but there are some jrpgs that love to put the credits of the game in the middle mm -hmm. right like yeah. if you played monster hunter rise rise you finish the single player and it's like congrats you beat the game and then there's so much more to that game and they mm -hmm. did that in oh yeah i think like Either the Rune Factory games, I think, do that a lot. Like, there's just a lot of games that'll love to do that. And I think Pikmin did the similar thing, where it was like, you beat the game, none of the story is resolved, but don't worry about it. Congrats. <laughs> and then there's a ton to do. Well, yeah. it does. Yeah, it does that. And then there's an extra sort of quest that recalls the original game. That, right. That's that just like I thought I'd be done with the game just kind of you know mentally but once i started playing the extra quest i'm like i'm hooked again i had to it's i clever. had to do it's it clever all. stuff oh. yep me too sam i think nick lamone would join our cause for championing okay <laughs> this episode of game scoop is brought to you by nord vpn as scoop nation knows your omega cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called weekend at bernie's lately but as happens too often these days it is difficult to find it streaming here in the u.s that's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. 
One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, we know that 2023 has been, uh, we know it's a great year for games. So many uh, exciting game releases, almost I think every single month has had something big. But a lot of people have been throwing out, this is it. This is the best year for games ever. But it's a little bit anecdotal. And so I, I don't know, I, I wanted to see if we could actually uh, look at some data or at least look at like the actual games that were released, you know, comparing this year to other years to see if we actually feel that this is truly indeed the best year ever for game releases. Tom, you put together quite an impressive spreadsheet uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, on uh, on this very matter. Look at all of our reviews going at least going back through 2020, right? Yeah, I so I, I went back and I I counted up all of our reviews since we switched to a 10-point scale. Got it. Um because mm. I figured once we go back to the 100-point scale, being able to make comparisons in the way I wanted to was gets a little murkier, so I just sort of did did the quicker version of the last four years since the start of 2020. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into this, Perry, you've been covering the industry for a long time. Do you have like any sort of a gut? Like, does this feel like a significant release year for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there were a ton of big games, obviously. I mean, when you, when you go back to the beginning of the year, um, I curated a little list on IGN.com slash playlist uh, of all the top reviewed games. So anything with an eight and above. Mm -hmm. And when you when you you keep scrolling to the right and it's like, oh, yeah, this was the year that Fire Emblem came out. Mm -hmm. Like we we already (laughs) forgot about all the games that were early in the year. We We used to all freak out over Tears of the Kingdom and we haven't been talking about that one in a while. Right. Um, It is a really strong year for very good games mm-hmm. um but i i don't i don't know if it's the best one there there are certain banner years right where when you have a grand theft auto coming out or you have a you know you have a red dead redemption or new metroid prime or something like that mm-hmm. um I don't know. We, did, we did get a really good mario we did get a really good zelda pikmin uh <laughs> 
Forza, Starfield, Spider-Man. I mean, Alan Wake. Resident Evil 4. Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah. Metroid oh, Prime. Evil 2. Yeah, and that's uh, not, Metroid Prime not even getting into like your... What, There's what? even Super Mario RPG remake still coming. Yeah. So it is, it's, yeah, it's definitely a year for remasters and remakes too. Yeah, that's ones. a good point. Well, what, what did your findings tell you, Tom? Well, my gut feeling, and I heard a lot of people say the same thing, if this is the best year ever for video games and nothing I first like disclaimer, I'm not a data analyst, right? This is all sort of qualitative anecdotal analysis mm-hmm. based on our reviews, which are in themselves sort of like biased swords towards what we decided to review right um Mm -hmm. but my gut feeling was yes this has been a very good year but it's also been a very brutal year like it's also had a lot Mm. of lows this year Mm. um and that's kind of what my the data of looking at all of the i broke down all of our reviews by number by year um and what i noticed is basically outside of a bump in fives in 2021 and a dip in nines in 2022 2021 2020 and 2022 look basic like their curve their review curve of how many reviews at each number each score number looks pretty similar and then this year is a statistical anomaly Mm. it is a very different looking curve it's much flatter and it's not necessarily the like bangers only year people think this year we reviewed almost double the amount of fours we had double the amount of Mm. fours given out as any of the three previous years as the highest of the three previous years Mm. um it is we've reviewed i think it was what were the actual numbers 28 percent less sevens 17 percent less uh, fewer eights Right. This is the first year in the first uh, sevens and eights is the most common number we give because we just review a lot of Dan Stapleton has a great article all about breaking down why this sort of is. We review a lot of good games. We review games that people know are coming and kind of are already excited about. Mm-hmm. But that's where the interest is. And so it, the the system sort of naturally tends towards that side of the curve. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the first time in four years that more than at least 50 percent of our reviews were not either sevens or eights. It is the first time that that number in four years has been below 50%. So, and mm. most of that is shifted towards the bottom end. It's shifted towards fours and fives and threes. Whereas mm. the nines and tens of the year, there have been like a little bit more nines and tens, but it's pretty much in line with what we've had previously. Um, and again, this is not definitively to say this year was not all bangers. It's just that yeah. from from what we've seen, it was a lot of really good games but probably about as many really good games as we normally see in a year. The ones that came out just really stood out in people's minds. And meanwhile, we were reviewing a lot more stuff that got very low scores. Uh, and in general, our reviews kind of have been trend- trended that way this year uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. I think, so, I think you're trying to science things out and, you know, are bumping into the reality of the human factor, right? Yeah, a sure. lot of things can change. Like if we decide to broaden our approach or look at more uh, more games where we're unsure of the quality and are a little bit more experimental with our reviews, we're gonna get more fours and fives. Right. If we focus on the things that we know will get a lot <clears throat> more traffic, so known quantities, sequels, big games that tend to be usually more in the good range because of budget and time spent on making them, 
uh, our our scores overall are going to be our average is going to be higher. That's so that's, that's complete. Yeah, it's, it's a that's tough one. Completely true, but I do think there is an argument for this year specifically to that stuff like that our our methodology didn't necessarily drastically change. Like Dan Stapleton and I yeah. didn't have some sort of philosophical change, but you had stuff mm-hmm. like Lord of the, Lord of the Rings Gollum or Redfall, mm-hmm. which both got uh, fours and were true. really well known games people were excited for that massively underperformed expectation. Um, so I think I we think, had both uh, sides this year. And I think we didn't expect a game like Starfield to come in at a seven either, right? Sure. Traditionally, Bethesda games, the, the big core RPGs have have scored more in the nines. And so, yeah, there, there were a couple of surprises, but um, there were also, you know, a bunch of unexpected games. We, we didn't expect to see another Metroid Prime uh, remaster, right? Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to like I I looked at the data and I wanted to point out another way by which you can look at this that would support the theory that this year had um, good games, but in a different way, which is to say it had a lot more high scoring games of this one bracket, which is nines and tens. If you look at that, those percentage numbers are statistically higher. We gave out more tens and more nines than the previous few years. And I will also draw that out to say, if we gave out more nines and tens this year, those other years are also statistically common. And I, I, except for one, which I think uh, if you go back four years, it was a, the year that con- we gave control game of the year to, I don't think we gave out very many nines and tens. Mm. And so, you know, there, but there's a lot of years where it's like, wow, I, I would ask Tom in the, on our morning meeting with the whole staff, uh, and you know, I'd put him on the spot. I'd say, "Hey, what? How many tens have we given out this year, Tom?" And Tom would be able to—you'd be able to say, "You'd be <clears> like four. and you'd be like, "It's this, 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 and this." But I lost track mm-hmm. by by May this year, you yeah. know, and like mm-hmm. it, it was a lot easier to, and especially when there was things that were popping. I, I I had the example in my head, but we gave a ten to a game that I completely didn't expect, and even on top of the, that Zelda season or a nine, like something got really high. What was it? It was like. Um, oh, it was this uh, year. It was this um, year is what, what's the game? I, the story-driven shooter game from uh, System Shock, the remake. Mm, yeah. Give that a nine, like right when Zelda came out. Yeah, which is like you know, like that's amazing. But anyway, the point is, if you look at, if you want to say it that way, it's like how many games did we give a ten to? Which is a way that a lot of people view IGN, and because I think ten out of ten is a really cool way to describe successfully mm-hmm. yeah. critically acclaimed game. So yeah. Anyway, that, that's just what I wanted to point out. Totally. There's the. I mean, the one thing I think you can say about this year, from a from a software uh, perspective, is that it is it is probably one of the most varied um, years I've seen on record. Just mm-hmm. the, the amount of games, right? You you get you get stuff like uh, you know an interesting take on RTS is like uh, Pikmin, but you also get like Total War Pharaoh. There there. They're, you know, they're runners, action games, open world games. You know, there's stuff like Talus Principle, yet surprising games like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which is apparently really great. Like, yeah. like I, I, you know, not not to quote parody ourselves, but there's a little bit of something for everyone, it seems like, this year. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I think we gave five tens this year. 
Three of them are big AAA games. One was Metroid Prime Remastered, and then there's the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania content, which is awesome. Oh, not a, you yeah. know, a fully big game, but yeah. three big AAA 10 out of 10s, Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, and Resident Evil 4. I believe there's only one other year on record, 2010. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You're missing stuff, because you met, I gave Metroid Prime a 10. Yeah, I just mentioned that. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I'm talking about... That. You know, new new big AAA games. Oh, you lumped that in with the DLC review. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2010 was the only other year with three big AAA 10 out of 10s, which were Mario Galaxy 2, Metal Gear Solid 4, and GTA 4 that year. Oh, wow. But that no, year also none had None of them deserving of them. Pac-Man <laughs> Championship Edition <laughs> DX deserving. and Undead Nightmare were also that year as well. I mean, it I pulled, is true. We probably got the best open world game of all time this year and the best RPG of all time, potentially, here, right? <laughs> like, it is not... I mean, that that's pretty significant, given that those are huge genres. Yeah. Also got three excellent, amazing survival horror games. Yeah. Dead Space Remake, RE4 Remake, and Alan Wake 2. Totally. Yep, yep. Um, several great fighting games, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, microtransactions aside, the core game is good on current and Now this Nickelodeon brawler. Yeah. This really reminds me of a few of those Xbox 360, PS3 era years where you'd get just such a, a glut of really great games across these consoles. And then the Wii was part of those years, right? And sometimes the Wii yeah. had a really huge hit. But... We don't have the Wii right now. We have the Switch. So, like, the Switch is delivering amazing stuff alongside those other games. Whereas, like, we might have had Wii Music the same year as, you know, Mario Galaxy 2 or something like that, which would have, like, been like Nintendo doubled down on something that we didn't care about. But right now, Nintendo is just out there swinging with two tens alongside everything else. And then, you know, we, you know, and then into their Pikmin 4s and their 9 categories. It's amazing. And I, Mario. I wrote it. I wrote a column on Beetle Adventure Racing a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago, and one of the commenters said that he, he felt like the racing game genre was just so varied and huge back in those days, and then it's disappeared. Mm -hmm. But if you look at if you look at this year, it's actually really varied too. There, you know, you've got everything from Hot Wheels to yeah. Forza Motorsport. There, there were a lot of games that were botched too, like you know, EA. EA's Colin McRae successful WWRC didn't didn't really land, but it's it just a lot of games right now, yeah, mm -hmm. across so many different genres. There's several years uh, where IGN gave no game a ten out of ten. Those mm. would be 2002 to 2005. Nothing got it then because Craig had moved on from handing them out every other day for uh, Game Boy Color games. Mm -hmm. 2007 to 2009, nothing. 2012, 2014, which you'll remember was the year that Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year. Yeah. And then mm. 2019, that's the control year that you mentioned, Sam. No yep. 10 out of 10 in 2019. Yeah, and not, okay, to, but not to say that control's a, a, a bad game or, 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 or Dragon, I mean, Dragon Age, like, but I do remember those years being like, there's no obvious one. And that, that means that there's no 10s, right? Yeah, but we also had a different scale. So we were more right. likely to say something is a 9.8 or a 9.9 yeah, exactly. than, than something. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we give a 10. Yeah. If you talk to Dan, Dan will say, well, something that would have been a 9.7 is now a 9. But on, come on. <laughs> probably. It was a 9.8. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I. Yeah. I, I think it would have been a 10 if we had been on that scale. Uh, total had yeah. to quantum leap fix history there. And that's 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 also like a 
a kind of good thing to keep in mind too with this era I was looking at of 2020 on is that in 2020 we gave seven tens and that was the first year that we were on the 10 point scale instead of the 100 point scale and this is absolutely not to say any of those tens were wrong or to say those authors shouldn't have given them or we were wrong to get it or any of that but I think that probably there was adjusting in terms of the mentality of like people were scaling up or scaling down differently. And I think since then, you know, 2021 had three, 2022 had four, and this year had five. And so we've we've adjusted, I think, a little bit and found our, our groove a little more. Whereas 2020 was like, it, it, it statistically looks very similar to 2021 and 2022, but there were a lot of tens that year. And I think that's probably partly had to do with switching scales and, and feeling that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to point out 2020 seems like a good. It's like the. I think probably this year is probably the best year since 2020. Because uh, along those tens that we gave out was The Last of Us Part Two, Half Life Alex, Spelunky 2 was in there. But then even games that didn't get a 10, Hades was our game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. We got um, um, Animal Crossing New Horizon, Horizon Cyberpunk, Ooh. which was good on PC at launch. Mm-hmm. Final yes. Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima. Spider-Man Miles Morales and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Those just to name a few just from that one year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2020 was another hard-hitting year for sure. And another year where the 7s and 8s were sort of like flatter, if that makes sense in terms of what we gave out, where I think it was another year where the the curve was not as peaked. It was a little bit more spread and you got more of those those higher numbers and uh kind of distributed. Which is what I, I think what is happening this year is that that 7 8 peak is not as high because the numbers went to the other side. So it was a, it was a year of high highs and low lows to me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy to think we're about to enter 2024 and there's no plans for a new Animal Crossing, even though that's easily Nintendo's like most recognizable new series and they're probably launching a system next year. And no, there, there's, a, there's a new Animal Crossing coming. You just have to play the new Yakuza to get it. Oh, <laughs> nice. No, but it's uh, you, you're right, right? If you look at Nintendo sales, Animal Crossing, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart are these giant giant titles and and, yeah and nintendo does not seem to want to make a new mario kart or smash brothers for now but animal crossing i gotta think we're ready for another iteration that was such a huge success Mm -hmm. during the pandemic it was (laughs) maybe the launch system with that and maybe they just want to wait for the next pandemic we've gotten two mario wares in two years (laughs) how do you explain that well, those are, um, they're here here now and gone tomorrow, right? They're mm-hmm. very, very quick experiences. But it's like Wario himself. It's boom and bust. I feel like when Nintendo <laughs> puts out an Animal Crossing, they dedicate themselves to keeping on updating the games, right? Like that was not a release it, team moves on. It's like release it and then the team works on it for a year. So it's more of a, a, a service-based game. Um, but look, yeah, we're almost in 2024. We don't know a lot about the the year next year, we do know that there's probably a Grand Theft Auto. You know, maybe we'll get some finally Metroid Prime being able to count to a new number. Um, maybe there's Wolverine. a Star Wars open world game coming. Oh yep. yeah, and there will be Elder Scrolls Skyrim Elder as Scrolls every year. There'll be you'll be playing Skyrim as every year, yep. um, in some fashion, running on a calculator. <laughs> Uh, I love you. Just gave me a great excuse, pair. I just love looking at the release calendar. In January, there's the new Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown, oh, the, the that's 3D right. one. Yep. Uh, and there's also the new Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and Tekken 8 are in January. 
Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League supposedly will arrive February 2nd. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, the Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered are coming in February. Eh, those, t- those don't play very well. Well, that's Yeah, we'll find out. But, oh, fair, we're getting Mario versus Donkey Kong. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's right. That's L- awesome. Little isn't, game. It is, isn't Final Fantasy in that month? Uh, yeah, I think it is, but I don't see. I think we're. I haven't seen. What's it I called over Rebirth. It yeah, it I is s- in that I month. S- I still haven't finished sixteen either. Uh, the, yeah, I haven't. I started it and then, and then March is Princess Peach Showtime. But that's right. it, that's it for what we know. Like release dates. Like you mentioned, Sam mentioned that um, Star Wars. What is it? Outlaws. So they moved that or something or, or like I don't know. Well, they just announced it. Just right? announced it last summer. But yeah, they said it's like Q, like I, they said Q two or something, right? I'm not sure if they nailed it down, but I think they just said 2024. Okay. Anyway, I mentioned 2010 as being a, a big year for 10 out of 10s, and also Mass Effect two won our game of the year that year. Mm. So amazing. Before that, we had not given a 10 since 2006. And pair, do you know what the one 10 out of 10 we gave in 2006 was? It was Tornado Mania, the mobile oh, game. Oh, Levi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A, 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 a I mean, mobile game? Yeah. So imagine a mobile game in 2006. You're playing it on a flip phone, probably. Cool. So our our handheld sites only were on a 10 point scale when the other ones were on a 100 point scale. Mm. So the reason why Craig Harris gave tens to Pokemon games back in the days is he didn't have the half point scales. He said it was scientifically not possible <laughs> to assign Game Boy games on a 100 point scale. It's just not possible. No. Hey, wait, hold, to this you, day do you think it's possible that we get a mass effect next year is it ready yes. wait yeah. but the the rumors this week weren't they saying that it's not coming to like 2029 oh man what what yeah come that, on i think that i i mean i agree with you outrageous wait, 20 29 that's five years from next year <laughs> will, will there that's... even be an ea then yeah i i feel like there might not be an uh, an earth then I know we need Mass Effect before that's bad. Earth comes to a cataclysmic ending. But we did get a Zelda before the end of the world, so that's nice, right? Yep. One. The next Zelda will be here in ten years. Don't worry. There's a report. Yeah, the Mass Effect may not be ready until 2029. But oh come on, it's it's coming from you know what one of these random leakers that's been coming very common. So that doesn't even make sense that, that, that would mean they haven't started it at all, which we know that is not true because like who would build a project that long? It's just too risky to put that much development effort into it. Unless uh, it's only four people working on it. Yes. (laughs) Four whole people. Well, in 2001, we gave a, a Capcom developed Zelda game. a 10 out of 10. Mm. Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Yep. Like, I mean, like, imagine if today Capcom made a new Zelda game that's a 10 out of 10. No, there was that whole Okamoto flagship um, tie-in. That was really cool. There was supposed to be a third game that uh, got canned, unfortunately, never came out. Mm. Give it to us now. Yeah. We'll Do we know what the Oracle of blank was? No, they never announced the title. What would yeah. it have been? Oracle of Seasons, Ages, and Depths. Time. Uh, or, or Sam. Yeah, what ages is, is time. Yeah, true. Sam, what, is your, what does your mind palace tell, tell you? Is 2023 the greatest year ever for games or just merely a great year? 
Um, I think it's merely a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually, now having like looked back at these all the games that came out in all these all these years, yeah, I think there is some recency bias and and excitement at all the games that are coming out this year. I don't think it's let, let, let me let me paint good. you paint you a, a picture. What if you let me into, paint you a picture? <laughs> what if what if you walked into an arcade at the end of 1983 mm-hmm. and you know the new games that had just come out are like Dragon's Lair and like Hubert and Star Wars Arcade. You're at the end of the arcade era before it's crashed. The arcades are still super popular. You know, Miss Pac-Man and Donkey Kong Jr. had come out the previous year, but were still hot. And there was like this innovation going on. I already mentioned Dragon's Lair and Star Wars, two of the most innovative, graphically intensive games ever made. Like, like that is a year, you know, that is a human history year about experiencing video games for the first time. And then that's not even to mention what was going on at PC at that time where people are actually using home systems and playing, you know, graphical adventures uh, and, 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 you know, the first RPGs. I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing year, you know? 2001, GTA 3, Metal Gear Solid 2, Halo, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, Gran Turismo 3, Final Fantasy 10. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. or- Oracle of Seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, look, they're, they're, if when you go back into the, 2000s there's some years that are just filled with amazing games that still hold up it's a little tougher to do but but also go back to like 1990 91 92 yeah yeah when the 16-bit generation was really firing on all cylinders yeah we're really getting trolled right here with that that star fox footage yeah star fox adventures yeah star wars star fox we're seeing really really choppy footage (laughs) of what what should be a gorgeous game Oh man, here's Ravenblade, the canceled retro game. Oh my Aww. gosh! Wow. Yeah. What is this real? Really, we're even looking at this is the this is the game Space World real, yeah, two thousand one or something. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Okay. Is unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was Ray Frace for our listeners. <laughs> I love it. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, oh. listeners. Listeners, remember you always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Tony from San Diego did. This is Hi Omega Cops. I have two questions regular for you. Regular Tony style. Yep, regular Tony style. <laughs> Recently, I have used IGN's playlists to make a list of every game I have ever played for at least two hours and games I have rolled credits on. So far, I'm at 443 games played throughout my life and 193 beaten. This does not include games that technically cannot be beaten, such as Among Us, or League of Legends. To give context, I started gaming when I was eight. I'm now 36, and I started with the original NES. Doing this brought up a curiosity. What would you say your completion rate would be throughout your life? And what aspects Mm. of a game nowadays would make it a game that you are motivated to finish? Man, okay, yeah. Pear, what's your completion rate? Well, I'm I'm mapping the games that I've played with IGN Playlist as well. I'm at 880 games logged right now. But that doesn't include the PlayStation and Xbox consoles at all. Oh, my gosh. Only the the recent ones or my childhood days uh, playing on the Commodore and the Atari. So um, any of the Ataris. Mm. My completion rate would be really low. Because yeah. when I was, a, like, I have 540 completed games in the system right now, and I try to complete modern games. Sometimes, you know, can you call a game completed? I say yes. If I found most of the stuff, it's completed. Um, 
But uh, and watch the credits roll. We when, when I had an I had an Atari eight hundred XL computer back in the days. So that's the six hundred XL with the RAM expansion, and uh, a lot of games came for free. Um, mm-hmm. No, yes. it's just they had free I games. Grew, <laughs> no, I grew up in Germany, and like people just traded um, floppy disks with mm-hmm. games, and so you would pop in a game, you'd play for ten minutes, and you're like, Neh. and then you'd bounce off of it. And and I honestly, and I they didn't, didn't have endings, like you know, Aztec <laughs> Challenge didn't have an ending. They yeah, or Forbidden Forest, the guy just started dancing again and shooting tarantulas. Junior, so, just loops. Yeah, and Donkey Kong kept on uh, trying higher. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and, and so, yeah, but but even considering the sort of playtime I put in, I think because we had access to so many games, we tried a lot and stuck with very few. We played like summer games and winter games, California games for hours and hours upon <laughs> end. I'd consider those completed and exhausted. Um, but I would say my completion rate is probably like 20%. Yeah. Overall, so across this- all years. I had the same computer floppy disk trading era, although it was like through you know family that was doing that. I just would play those. So, but I wanted to classify two funny eras that throw this off for me. One is that uh, I rented games from like 1985 to 1998, um, and you would you know sometimes beat them. It'd be really unusual, even in like a, an NES game that could be short. They're hard as hell. So like you know you didn't really see the a lot of endings. Like my NES endings, you know when I look through the NES endings book, I'm like. I don't remember any of these. It's crazy because yeah. that just wasn't wasn't the point. It was hard to beat Super Mario Brothers 1. 2, not so hard. So like mm-hmm. things were all over the place. So that's the rental era in which my rate was low. And then there's mm-hmm. the professional era, which for me, the gap would have, I guess, would have been started like 2005 or 6. I, at, at that point, I played a million games in the office just sitting around or like they came across our, our desks or like, you know, we had to play to help somebody with a review. Like, you know, so it's like, there's so many games that I've tested and so few that I've beaten that, that I, I think my rate would be 2% or something. Yeah. It bothers me too. You, you, I, I sometimes start a game and I really like it. And then I, I say, I want to go back to it. Um, and once in a while I'll go like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I started it and then I completed it a year later. Like usually wait for the Christmas or something. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I, I haven't, I barely started Mirage, by the way. That's another one sitting there. Oh, I can't wait um, to play that game. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Christmas, to. Christmas holidays, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to take like six weeks off for it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So when we obviously, when we played games for review, we finished them, right? So we complete mm-hmm. games. So exactly. there was definitely an era where I was reviewing games where I completed a lot of writing guides. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, you sample so many games in the office, too, just yeah. to kind of be able to build top 10 lists and, and be in the conversation. Yeah. Um, That's a good yeah. point about reviews and guides. Yeah. I didn't even consider I was beating games the whole time. I was also not beating games. Yeah. Um, and then there's just, yeah, you know, like I, I tend to beat games. I, I play for pleasure, though. Like if, I, if I'm excited about a game and it's coming out and I'm like I, I get a copy of it, like I do my darndest to beat that game. I mean, but. Just I'm still struggling with it. Look, I'm over. I'm over fifty years old, and uh, when when you're at that age, um, you don't have time to be angry at things. You just want to be happy. You <laughs> want to, you know, like I don't want to argue about things. I don't want to constantly talk about problems. I want to enjoy things. And I used to, whenever I watched a movie, don't come I on this to, show, pair. <laughs> no, no, I, exactly. I used to say, okay, I started the movie. I'm going to sit through it. I'm going to finish it, even if it's bad. I don't do that anymore. I got to oh. figure out how to do that. I got to figure out how to do that for games now where when I'm like two hours in and it's not clicking, I should just move on and play the things that I really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, but yeah. or at least just, get confirmation play, of how long it's going to take till it's good. Yeah, That's just right. play the first forty hours, and then it really starts picking up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was famously. It was. I think it was Final Fantasy Ten Two. Maybe. No, I think it was like, I thirteen. 13. 13. Okay, yeah, our review is like it gets good at the what? I was it 60 hours. I did not complete 10 2. <laughs> I actually really liked 10 and I finished it. Uh 10 2, I was like, meh. Yeah, 13 was the one where the first half of that game is like a fully linear RPG, and then the second yeah. half it opens up and is suddenly like a totally different game. That's yeah, yeah. many uh, even 10 is very the path is really linear in the beginning. It's uh, beginning. It's just something they started doing, which which kind of sucks. Tom, how about you? What's your completion rate? Yeah, I think I think if we go off of uh, the listeners' criteria of like at least two hours, like games I'm like really trying to play, probably not terrible. Like maybe optimistically in the thirty to forty percent range. I like to mm-hmm. finish games. I start, wow. uh, but similar to Sam, if you if you include everything I have touched, it's abysmal because I used to run uh, when I was back at PC Gamer. I ran a weekly column where you cannot do this anymore because it's been years, but uh, I ran a weekly column where I would look at every single game that came out on Steam every week. Yep. And I would I remember this column, Tom. I remember from when we were interviewing you. Yeah, I, I, and I, I, talked I, about this with you. I would compile a list of maybe like 10 to 15 and I would mm-hmm. play each of them for a little bit to get a sense of them. And then I would mm-hmm. pare that down to five that I wanted to highlight for that week. And so I mm-hmm. played for a long time i was playing a lot of games just little bites of it you know half hour to an hour each Mm -hmm. i tried that too i think i played every n64 game ever made at least for a couple of minutes yeah including like blockbuster exclusive duck dodgers (laughs) games and stuff i just i don't know i i i just i tried to okay i skipped some of the mahjong and shogi games so uh, i'll give you that wait wait wait. did you play shadowgate 64 Yes. Oh my God! You're the other one. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're the two. Two, co- two copies were played in the <laughs> yeah. entire history of humanity. Is it I good? Didn't know you were, I oh didn't my know God! You were the other one. Yep, I'm the other one. No, was, Sam. It blows. It's terrible. It was. It was a chemco hack job. Yeah. Yep. The first one is like it's so cool, and there's like every room is 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 different, and there's all these cool creatures and stuff. You just wander around a, a nothing gray castle for hours in Shadowgate sixty four. Nothing happens. So. I even mm-hmm. I even play games that never came out, like Robotech Crystal Dreams. Oh, cool! And, and by played, three. I mean trying it. Going, whew, thank goodness it's this never came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to. So, did you play Mother Three or did you just see it? No, I, there was no playable. I only saw yeah. it. Okay, there's actually okay. uh, there's a documentary coming out uh, this month called uh, Earthbound USA. Shout out. Um, I got interviewed for that one. And it turns out, you know, just like with Shadowgate, I'm the last person alive who saw a Mother 3 at <laughs> Shoshinkai Space World, apparently. No, there were many people who saw it, but... Um, it's hard to remember. Like when you go to an event and you see like a thousand games, imagine somebody comes to you 25 years later and goes like, do you remember that one game exactly? <laughs> what yeah. did they show? And that's why we play 20 questions. Yep. Here is Robotech Crystal Dreams, ladies and gentlemen. Look at wow. it. Wow. This, this looks great. Yeah, Never great. Been... <laughs> no, no, Sam, it was not. It was so bad. <laughs> Amazing. This looks great until you remember that, like, <laughs> look at that guy. Rogue Squadron come out on this system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is fire? Looks like 
It looks like the driving crooner going like. Just, that's what do, the fire do you effect notice, is. Do you notice in this footage how it looks like the control sucks? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's so bad. It's like moving a cursor. Cool. Well, we actually we have a follow up question from the real Big Tony style. Hey. He says he just finished completing all requirements for Mario Wonder six medals, hundred percent completion. Did you hundred percent it, pair? Not yet. I'm uh, doing that now with my daughter. We're playing together. I, I will all the coins. I'll, I'll absolutely hundred percent it. I, I've yeah, done all the too. hard stuff now. I'm actually just have to do the easy stuff. How, I love that it tracks whether you got to the top of the flagpole too. It just has yeah. such a cool little meta. And when you miss and... that, it's such a drag. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big so, Tony Styles. This is the classic level-based approach to Mario. Compelled to go anything in the game because in a level or two, throughout the entire day, as time permitted. I find other games these days much more difficult to draw my attention. There's a lot of open world or games I'll use on story. I'm curious in games, have you felt the need to 100%? Me, I don't know that I've ever 100%ed any modern game. As soon as those credits are rolling, I'm basically on to the next thing. I I usually do the ones where the the uh, the collectibles aren't BS, right? Like yeah. I I do I did put 200 hours in, into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but like you look at the map and there's just so many like little events and side stories that ultimately yeah. don't matter. Whereas like you play a game like The Witcher Three, where every side quest is freaking amazing. Yeah. So I think uh, I usually uh, 100% the CD Projekt Red games. So Cyberpunk, I haven't played the DLC yet, but at Cyberpunk, I, get, I did everything there was to do. And then obviously stuff like Pikmin, I usually um, 100% games like uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, I did that one, will probably do too. Where it's like, there are just enough collectibles to keep me interested, but not 1,000 Korok seeds. I did everything in Tears of the Kingdom except the Koroks, they can keep their poop. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a Mario game that I've not 100%ed. I, I always 100% Mario games. To yeah, the point same. that I did the extra uh, moons in Odyssey, which you just had to grind money for. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, 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 you know, like, I, I love 100%ing Mario games. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, and I do stuff like, uh, you know, Fire Emblem Advance Wars, like strategy games. I usually do every mission there is to do and, and unlock everything there is to do. I've, I've um, done full uh, platinum games, too. Like, I, I platinum, but it's been a long time. I, I platinumed uh, Mass Effect 2. I got a 100% achievement score. Yeah. Um, and, and there was some, you know, like, I did that, which you have to eat on super hard. I did Resident Evil 5, weirdly. I oh. did the platinum on that, which means mm. you have to beat it on a super, super, super hard mode. And then I, back when RE4 was on Wii and stuff like that, they didn't have trophies, but you could 100% them by playing on these mega difficult modes. And I love the Resident Evil games for that. I usually give up, like with something like Ghost of Tsushima, I did everything on the map, but then there are certain trophies where you have to play some online bull, and uh, I give mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yep. Tom, do you ever find yourself 100%ing games? It, it depends. It really depends on the game for me. Uh, but I will say, I don't think I am physically capable of completing a Pikmin game without getting all of the treasure and all of the things in that game. Yeah. Well, is, that last one, you got to have a lot of heavy Pikmin for. Oh, it. it's so good, though. It's so worth yeah. it. But like, it's just like those games let you beat them without getting everything. And every time I see that option, I'm like, why? No, why would I? I would never do this. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's wrong. <laughs> and if you play that way, that's fine. It's just like, like personally, I, I love finding every little thing. I love 
look going through the maps and being like, okay, I've cleared out that corner of the map. I can work my way down from there and then I can move. Like I, I just absolutely adore hundred percent equipment. Games. I also will say I have never not hundred percent at a Metroid game. Those I obsess. Same. Hundred Same. So yeah. I stick to it and I do that. And that includes prime, which I've only done this once for, I didn't do it in the remake where you do all the, the scan data, which is, you know, a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one you can miss and you're screwed. The ice bats. Those ice bats. Yeah, Don't miss those. Right. I 100%ed nope. Hollow Knight before they updated Oh my god, it, that's that a hard counts. one. Wow. So before they, wow. before they added like the, the, the Carnival and the, uh, the Path of the Gods DLC, or I can't remember the name of the exact Man, name of it. But there's got to be a sequel to that game in 2024. We missed this year, it looks like. Who knows? They can take as much time as they want, but I, I do. I want Silk Song. Badly, <laughs> but it it takes a lot of yeah. a lot of time to add color to the graphics. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a three person team too, so yeah, real mm-hmm. small. There it is. It was hard to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you ever finish the first one, Sam? No, I got. I I think I did eighty percent of this game. Wow. But there, I I I told this or the short the short thing is that until I looked at a guide, I'd realized I'd played some bosses out of order, and they were. Mm fucking ridiculous and so like i didn't realize that i'm like this game sucks i hate this game and then i went back with a guy and i was like oh just to get the order right because it allows you to play out of order which like hey that's cool but then i got stuck on like one of the fights with this lady like i played i think out of order or something like and i remember her being incredibly difficult mm-hmm. and i was like i really like the exploration and these boss fights are bs and so i got to the point where i was like i really need to grind for more whatever magic in life, but I'm just going to move on and I'll play the sequel. Cool. Fair enough. All right. That brings us to video game. 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Lou from New York. And I let Sam know at the beginning of the show, Sam is on a 10 week winning streak. That's why I was in such a good mood last week. That's just a joke, because I was in a good mood last week because we were talking about great games. So don't take our criticisms as anything more than bite-sized criticisms about your favorite games, because they're our favorite games, too. You're going to eat so much crow when that Zelda movie is great. <laughs> I, I, you, great. you yourself don't think it's going to be great. <laughs> Tell us what you know. think of the Zelda movie. I don't know. Unproven director for me. We'll see how Planet of the Apes uh, uh, looks. Yeah. Did you watch that trailer? Mm. <laughs> Doesn't look good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, look, the Zelda story is so simple. You know, Willow worked, and it was that sort of simple, like, yes. go get this thing and bring it there story, which is, as you said, it's all Lord of the Rings. It's true. Um, Willow did work. Not the TV show. Yeah. No, I, right. I did not enjoy that. Everybody one. that hasn't seen Willow, go out and watch that, and then place your bets in the Zelda movie. Because I love I mean, the Willow is cool, but it's really stupid too. Oh, it's, it's, che- got, it's it's got some issues. It's cheesy, but it, at least it has troll poop in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mad Morgan though. Yeah, Matt Mardigan. Mardigan. Remember how they made a sequel series? Yeah, we remember Oof. that one. Oof. <laughs> anyway, let the questioning begin. Okay, wait, wait. Where was this person from? Uh, New York. And name? Lou. 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 Mm-hmm. It's okay. not Lou Reed. Lou Reed's so, dead. Um, Lived in New York. Does, that inform, does the location and name inform what you think their like yeah. habits yeah. are? Yeah, I mean if okay. it's if it's from people hate when I say this, but if it's from the UK, then it's I will say less likely <laughs> to be the NES. 
because the NES <laughs> yeah, wasn't be like as a... popular. It could be a ZX Spectrum game, though. <laughs> Specky. I was going to say it's a Specky game. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Specky. No, nobody will remember it. Yeah, but yeah, I, when I say that, it's not because they're always like, everybody had knows what the NES is in Europe. Why is Sam saying that? It's like, Pear didn't have an NES. Let him tell you why. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is never that? heard of it. Is that like the NES? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are we starting? Do you guys know how to play this game? Does maybe <laughs> I, I know how to play it, but uh, I'm terrible, uh, so I'm letting you lead. Yeah, Sa- Sam, you got to lead this because you have all this well, experience me- with how big to phrase the question. Whether you yeah. say is it a console game or well, whatnot. well, let's let's do it this way. Um, Damon, uh, is it likely that people 100 percent this game when they beat it? Ah. Is it likely? Yeah. Well, Objection. Okay. Opinion. Okay, okay, Unsubstantiated. Okay. How, how do you want to phrase this? Because if it's if it's you know a game from 1995, it's pretty likely that people are gonna, you know, like is it a collectathon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are well, <laughs> yes, there are. Oof, I don't know if I'd call it that, but okay. Look, the reason why your question gave me pause, Sam, is I don't think that most people. 100% games. I think it's like just a very hardcore oh, okay. enthusiast. Uh, so you're yeah. just being rude to okay. humanity. Okay, well, let's start at yeah. a different tactic. Okay. Let's yeah. do, uh, do, is this a 70s, 80s, or 90s game? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Wrong audience. So it's modern era. It's this, this millennium. Uh, is this a, uh, was it a console exclusive game? Yes. Okay. For our PlayStation well, consoles? No. Hmm. Same question, Nintendo? Yes. Okay, 2000, so it's got to be GameCube onward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. GameCube. Unless the 6040D slipped, slipped in there. Did you play this in a handheld format? Yes, that's five. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So that doesn't... So, uh, mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like the S3 Switch era. Or GBA. Yeah. Yeah, GBA is still slipping in there. Or the Wii U in handheld only mode. You never know. Handheld yeah. only. Yeah. Um, we could ask if it's 3D or 2D. Do is it. that valuable or not? Yeah, Damon. Is this a 3D game? 3D polygonal. This is very <laughs> difficult yes. for Damon to answer. Yes. yes. Okay. They, yes. They, come on, there goes the GBA. Uh, and and you, just to clarify, we meant 3D as in. 3D yeah. graphics, not 3D. Not stereoscopic technology. 3D. Yeah, that, there you go. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying. Yeah. That was the okay. question. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did this console have two screens? No. Mm. Well, okay. The Switch has a built-in screen and a TV screen. <laughs> Just hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. Is, I, I think I mentioned this... this last week, but like, did you know the Switch controller? You can hold it up in the new Mario game and hold your hand up and do numbers. Oh yeah, the the IR port can do. Yeah, all the sorts IR of stuff. can yeah. see like the heat of your hand and know like what you're saying. It's it's amazing. I cannot believe these guys consider themselves journalists. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, were people mad that you guys didn't know about that? Yep. Yeah, look, as a Joy-Con aficionado, I've stared into the eye of the IR receiver many a times. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, but that's... I I want to know why Nintendo included that. There must have been some big project (laughs) that wasn't one to switch that needed it. But anyway. Um, Trying to narrow it down a little more. Is this a Nintendo published game? Yes. 
Oh, okay. okay. Should we ask whether it's for Switch? We we already it, did. It seems is, is this game a sequel to a, a previous Nintendo game? Hmm. How uh, how uh, liberal or strict are you with your idea of a, a sequel? Oh, if it's oh, a prequel or something, I see. Well, or I mean, it's still helpful for us to know. You can just find it yourself and say yes or no, and then we'll we'll have further questions. What, but so well, the distinction isn't necessarily if like a spinoff is a sequel or not. Is that like the? I mean, a sequel I think implies the story continues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me let me ask you a question, Sam. Is Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 a sequel? No, ah. mm, no, it okay. isn't. And in the context of your question, no, this is not a sequel. Okay. Well, that okay. means it's not Tears of the Kingdom because that was a sequel. Yeah, exactly. But it could be another Zelda game because they are technically always yeah, or alternate it, links. It could be. It could be one of the Xenoblade games, mm. right? I guess I guess three kind of ties into the others, but, yeah, but our, our Fire Emblem. There's so many games that aren't. Really yeah, that's games. true. That's true. That's true. It's it's a mm. lot of options. Is this game a uh, a tactical um, RPG? No, that's five or that's ten. Sorry. Okay. Wow. Okay. Nintendo published sequel, but not direct story. Probably. Yeah. So it's gonna be like it's gonna be something like WarioWare or Xenoblade or I don't I don't think Advanced I consider WarioWare. I don't think I consider WarioWare three D. Right. Mm, well, it's got a little it's got a little three D classic it's got its moments sequences. Um, yeah, I, what, I think this is gonna be something pretty. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think we need. I, we just need to get genre, or we can go with the like the characters. Like, here's a good one for Nintendo. Does this take place in the Mario or Zelda universes? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. So, okay. So it's got to be. So, so it's probably a Mario or Zelda spinoff, and I, I'm. I'm. It's probably Mario. Yeah. And so what do we have? We had Odyssey. We had the collection. That nobody was allowed to buy for more than a month or something. Some that was crazy. <laughs> like Gremlins rules around that one. <laughs> it's midnight. You can't have it. Um, it was. Right, uh, so do we want to narrow this to Mario? Well, yeah, it's I think a Mario or Zelda franchise. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, is this a Mario franchise game? Yes. Okay. So that could also include Super Mario RPG, which is not a sequel. Yeah. Is we it, could we go, could, go 3D or side-scroller, maybe. Hey, but with 20 questions, are games always out, or can it be games that are unreleased? Future? It's, it, it's out. The game is okay. out. Okay, okay, good. Just want to make sure. So it's not Super Mario <laughs> RPG, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it could just be Wonder or something. Sometimes people give us new games. Yeah. yeah. Is this a game where you platform as Super Mario? Yes. Okay. I mean, that narrows it. And but we asked if it was two D or three D, and he said it was three D. Yeah. Mario Wonder. Uh, see, this is the confusion with this stuff, right? It's yeah. Because like, yeah, Mario Wonder asked... is technically is a two. It's a two D platformer with three D graphics, right? That's right. I would have called it a two D game. I bet Damon would have too. Okay. But he's a wily one. <laughs> Look at him smiling with his mustache. <laughs> is it Movember? Well, it is Movember. Yeah, that, that was not a question for the game. I don't think we're being. <laughs> is, I don't think is, it's being recognized in this situation. Is is this game a re-release of a previous game? No. 
Okay, so that that discounts like uh, Bowser's in, or the Bowser one of 3D World, right? Yeah, or, or RPG, even though it's not out. So yeah, and and we're it's not yeah. Captain Toad because you play a Super Mario. It's a 3D game. It's got to be Odyssey at this point, no? Do you collect Wonder Seeds in this game? You do. That's fifteen. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? You want to what break this streak? Could it be? <laughs> Uh, right, Sam, so, you say it so you keep your scre- uh, streak going, but yeah. Oh, I, that, I don't think that's what's keeping my streak, but yes. Oh, really? Super Mario Brothers dot wonder. Wonder. Yes, it is. And that's why the 3D question is so tricky. Everything is yeah. rendered in 3D. Yeah. yeah. But you can't move your character around in a 3D space. So maybe, so maybe for future questions, like, do you play on a 2D plane <clears throat> would be a better question, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's parts in this where it does switch your perspective to a yep. different 2D plane, like goes sure. top down really briefly, and that's like oh a yeah, element, that's right. You know? or, or sometimes you go into the foreground or background, which is my favorite thing to do with the elephant Mario because he's so cute, like getting his final butt through the uh, the, the pipe. There's so many <laughs> cool moments in that game. I first of all, the desert levels are freaking spectacular. Yeah, like it's amazing. like the it's interior like is in, really cool there. They're like Indiana Jones style like puzzle mm-hmm. dungeons, like you yeah. know, uh, it, it, very very clever stuff. But yeah, the 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 stuff with the foreground that that I I literally found. I was looking for a hidden um, hidden coin, and I'm like, where is it? And then like these people are running in the foreground. I'm like, you yeah, there's I, a pipe somewhere to go to the foreground. I also like how this game introduces pushing. Like that's oh, not yeah. been in Mario games. Yeah. Mm. You don't know when to kind of like instigate that or why, but that's uh-huh. been some of the most difficult puzzles for me is realizing like, oh yeah, I needed to push this thing over. To this so, thing. so for people who haven't played it, you can turn off um, uh, other characters, right? You don't have to be in the shared world, but when you turn it on, you'll see the, you'll see like oh, see-through smart. versions of the other characters running around and they can leave marquees for you too. And I did see somebody giving me a hint that you could push a pipe by leaving a marquee where the character is mm-hmm. pushing. They must That's have cycled great. through all of them. It's yeah. so clever. I mean, it's just, it feels like a, an inherently positive experience. As you guys know, us old people, we love positive experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And positive podcasts. But unfortunately, this is the only po- gaming podcast. So no, this is what you're all stuck with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back to my beginning um, accent, this is the Klaus Kinski old podcast. <laughs> Pair, Can you do you? a good Herzog? That's what's going to be important with his new that was it. coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's out. Uh, where would you rank Wonder in the uh, 2D Mario games? Oh, hold on. I'm going to bring up my list uh, mm-hmm. quickly. Let, oh, me, let me find it so I don't misspeak. I had it pretty high, but I'm, um, I'm more... Um, I, I like others better. Okay, here's Pierce Super Mario games ranking on IGN Playlist. Uh, number one, Super Mario World. Number two, Super Mario Galaxy. Number three, Super Mario 64. I don't care if you say it doesn't See, play See, he well didn't anymore. have an it's NES. No NES. Awesome. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey 4. And new, number five is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Wow. Okay, none so, of those are NES games. So the best, you think it's the best uh, 2D game? Yeah. Uh, no, Super Mario World is the best 2D game still. But Super Mario Brothers 3 was right after Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So there is an NES game for. You whippersnappers. Yeah. What about Yoshi's Island? Did you say that one? 
That one is top 10. I forgot. I closed it now. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I th- I, look, I think this game is really lovely. Obviously, like a modern game with visuals like that, it's a little tough to compare that to Super Mario World. But I, yeah. I still, you cannot erase the memories you have of playing a game like that for the first time. And that's why I have Super Mario 64 so high on the list. Like nothing I do in a, in a 3D game today compares to that, like, taking your first steps in a 3D world and being able to interact with the trees and just jump around. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I count that as part of the, the experience of the game, even if you know the camera gets in Mario's butt once in a while today. <laughs> Not the best camera in a video game ever. Mario's like many no. people, I had that first experience of stepping into a 3D world at a kiosk in Toys R Us. That's exactly where I did. Uh-huh. Mine was at my video library. Uh, but did... Same thing. Did you did you feel a moment though, like when you played? Hell yeah. Where you're like, yeah. I, I showed it to my wife. I'm like, oh my god, look the way this. Look at this. This is the future of video games. My wife's like, yeah, it looks kind of crappy, because <laughs> <laughs> she saw the shapes, right? Yeah. She she saw before she saw like beautifully drawn two two D games. Yeah. And here you go, Mario looks like you know triangular, but um. Anyway, she's yeah. wrong. It's you amazing. know eventually Best Buy swapped in Ocarina of Time in their kiosk. And I remember people like progressively working their way through Ocarina of Time at the Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. show up, there'd be nobody on it, but I'd be like, oh, this save got further than last time. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so you, we used to, do you guys remember Offices? Uh, we used to yeah. have this in the office where we'd always keep a game on display and people would contribute and, and we'd beat it together, like bit by bit. I think it wasn't World one of them. I think we had Super Mario World up. And you mean on my desk? The week, it was not on your desk. Was it on your desk? There was a TV I mean, I did, I did that, yeah, a couple oh. times, but, but like, maybe we did it in the office. And uh, some people would talk a big game, like Jared Petty would be like, I can beat Ghosts and Goblins. And then yeah. <laughs> so we were like, okay, show us. And then he's just yeah. like dying over and over again on the first level. And who's the other person? I, CJ. CJ with Little Star, Nemo. Yeah. F that game, by the way. I booted that up last week. I was updating all my instances of Ghosts and Goblins or Little Nemo. <laughs> Whatever the virtual console is called now, and I, I booted up the the Genesis one and the Super NES, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and those games are just not very nice to you. No, no I love not. I love the aesthetic and the idea of them, but they're so mean. The yeah, the new one was kind of wild. Yeah. Oh, but that one is mean too. It's yeah. so mean, yeah. I like I always it. want to love those games, and then like that freaking mag- magician turns me into a baby <laughs> or a chicken, and I'm like. Why does this still happen to me after so many years? <laughs> yeah, Jared got to like the fifth. There's like, like a ladder level and you have to have like this one weapon there, but not this other weapon. And so if you get there and then you can only get this one weapon there and you'll never beat it. It's almost like a bottleneck that like you basically have to restart if you screw this up. Yeah, you That's can screw yourself. You can screw yourself if you get the wrong we- weapon as well. <laughs> so Man. That's well, right. The desk of shame. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, thank you for the suggestion. Lou from New York. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me. Email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you so much, Damon, to Damon, 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 Damon. Yes, 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 yes. What are we doing for next week's celebration of the Thanksgiving holiday for Gamescoop? We would like to know. will be joined by the ghost of Tina Amini to Ooh. feast on 100 questions. Yeah, we're taking the 100 questions challenge with our old friend Tina Amini. Well, the actual real Tina Amini, the is, real Tina Amini of, is of, on loan. 
Unknown of the X to us from yes. Microsoft of the Xbox, the official Xbox podcast. Cool. Yeah, this is great news. It's a crossover this, event. This is bigger than <laughs> when they made that movie with Disney characters and Warner Brothers characters. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. So wow. please be excited for that. You're going to be Amazing. eating good in the hood on our annual 100 questions feast. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Pear. Thank you, Tom. Thank you to Red Birkin working behind the scenes this week to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.